0: God is a good God. Now we are going to continue with our theme. We have been talking about courage. We have said this year is a year of courage. For the past few weeks, Bishop has introduced to us our theme for the month, courage to deal wisely with the affairs of life. And I'm going to do today, what I'm going to do today is to just recap a little bit And go back to some of the things that he was talking about. Then go into what we intend to talk about today. Hallelujah. God is a good God. And he's worthy to be praised. I'm reading Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 as our main text. And we will use the amplified version. It says, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and you shall deal wisely and have good success. May the Lord bless the reading of the word. The scripture, as we have read, says this book of the law. In our interpretation, the book of the law is the teachings of the Bible. The teachings of the Bible that are meant to guide our thinking and our behavior and how we go about doing business here on earth. The Bible says it shall not depart out of your mouth. As we talk current affairs, as we have conversations, as we have discussions, we must also talk about what the word says in our circumstance. As people talk about politics. We must say, what does the word of God say about politics for me? As people talk about the economy, whether it's recession or reversion, whatever it is, what does the word of God say for me about the economy? When I look into my career, what does the word of God say about my career? When we talk about family life, relationships, what does the word of God say about my relationship? This book of the law shall not depart. It must be in every pocket, in every item of your life, in all the affairs of your life. It must not depart. It must be part and parcel of your conversation. You know why? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. The more you hear God's word, the more you hear God's promises, the more the word of God affects you positively. Amen. Amen. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it. We need to learn to meditate on the Word of God. Have time to reflect, to think and look at it again. Most of the time we read the Bible, we don't study the Bible. You need to read the Bible, but you must meditate on it. Ask yourself questions when you read it. Make sense of it. Apply it in your situation, in your context. What is God saying to you? What is the change that must happen to you after you have read what you have read? What is the promise contained in what we have read? Let's study the word. Many people are deceived. People are telling us about God. And they are using the Bible to deceive us. Sometimes people speak things that the Bible is not saying. But if you don't know, you will believe what they say. Because you are not visiting the Bible. There is no microwave spirituality. We are living in a world where people want things easy. I want a degree, you can buy it on the internet, but the good thing about it is it's a good fake. It is a degree, you bought it on the internet, it's a good fake. You have it. Amen? Amen. But if you want the genuine stuff, you must enroll at an accredited university, not fly by night. You must enroll, you must study, you must pass your courses. It means you, you must exert you must yourself. Even in spirituality, there's certain disciplines you must have. You must have devotional disciplines of knowing how to study the word and meditate on it. And the Bible tells us, then you will observe to do According to what the Bible says, it does not help you to read the Bible and not do it. If God says forgive, forgive. Don't pray about it, forgive. You you may pray about it, but afterwards you still have to forgive. But you have a bonus, you will forgive prayerfully. If God says love, love. Even when people you are supposed to love are not lovable. There's people who are not lovable sometimes. You like them going, not coming. Amen? Amen. And you are one of them (laughs) Love them, don't pray about it Don't fast Love them, do accordingly Relieve yourself of stress and hypertension (laughs) Forgive Love Let go If they hate you, love them despite their hate Do accordingly. If the Bible says, pray without ceasing, pray. If the Bible says, go and evangelize. Go preach the good news to those who don't know it. Go do it. If the Bible says, be holy, live a holy life. Live a holy life. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Hey, man, just live a holy life. No discussion, just do it. If you have to change your lifestyle and have proper diet, don't allow your body to dictate to you. Put your body under. Put it under your subjection. That after you have run, you're not a castaway. Just do it. Um, Just go eat carrots. Eat cabbage. Just go do it. Just go buy banana. Eat fruits. It's good for your health. We have had no debate. Change grocery. No debate. Just do it. We are in trouble because we don't do the things you're supposed to do. Then the Bible says, then you will deal with your affairs wisely. You need wisdom in how you do your things. Wisdom in your diet. Wisdom in your money. There's many people who are blessed, but once they get money, they can't even greet. <laughs> I am so much loaded. I'm so rich. I can't say good morning. And I'm not stressed when people don't greet me because it's a sign that they have not even talked to God. Who am I? They have not said hello, Holy Spirit. We need wisdom. As a man, when you are amongst people, act as a wise man. As a man who's, who's matured. Mind your words, mind your language. Don't just speak anyhow. As a lady, behave like a lady. I don't know how ladies behave like, but behave like one (laughs) Speak properly, walk properly Dance properly Sing properly Pedicure and manicure properly (laughs) Don't just be talking anyhow Value who you are Protect your dignity Have a sense of respect It's all about wisdom It's all about wisdom. Then the Bible says, then you will make your way. You will make your way successful. You know your way. Some of us, we are a stumbling block to our own success. We don't do what the Bible says we must do. And the Bible is not there to stifle you. It's there to protect you. It's there to enlighten you. It's there to free you. You shall know the truth and it will set you free. It's for your own success. And the Bible says then you will have good success. It's not all success that is success. There's people who have success, but it's just at the expense of their health. They don't rest. A person can't just close the store. He's having hypertension. He's about to die. He can't just close the store. He can't. We are on a performance treadmill. We are competitive. We are running other people's race. We are not running our own race. If somebody buys a new car, I must have it. If somebody changes a house, I must have it. And you have to be in debt. You have to work late nights. For what? To impress people who don't like me? They don't even like you. They don't even greet you. But you are in debt for their sake. Shem. It is not good success If it disturbs your worship of God It's not good success It is not good success If it sacrifices your relationships Your relationship with your wife Your relationship with your husband Your relationship with your children It is not good success I was just recapping. <laughs> you see, success and prosperity, whatever it is, and sometimes we're afraid to use these words. Because to some people, success is only money. You have money, but you are depressed. Oh shame. You are loaded, but you are depressed. You need both. You need money, and you need a smile. You are moneyed, but you have bad temper. Oh, you are a volcano. There's lava (laughs) boiling underneath you. We pity the one who's going to strike it. Sometimes you are dressed up, you look good, but you don't feel beautiful. Hey, you are a walking boutique. (laughs) But you have no joy. We don't run after success. In the Bible, success is a byproduct. It comes by the way. As you seek God, as you worship, As you evangelize, as you minister to the poor, as you minister to the sick, God adds the things that you need. God takes care of you as you take care of his business. But what has happened? We are sweating. We are competing. We are fighting. We are pushing people. We are nasty. For success We are climbing on people To reach up Uh -uh. This one is a byproduct You just seek him His kingdom And his justice It's your relationship with him And your good relationship with other people You treat them fairly and God adds. He adds. No sweat. Last week or a week before last, Bishop talked about keys to a successful life. Four of them. Change is the way of life. Self-worth is the foundation of life. Desire is the motivation of life. And discipline is the strength of life. Now today I just want to look at the third one. Desire. Desire. The motivation of life. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 10, verse 24. It says, The fear of the wicked will come upon him. You know, a wicked person is not a witch, it's just somebody who does not listen to God. You, you understand that? Né? You know, there's words in English that are very hectic. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> The fear of the wicked is God' power. Wicked. Oh, I don't want to be wicked, God. Will come upon him. The desire of the righteous will be granted. When you are in a right relationship with God, God will grant you your desires. The message translation says, The nightmares of the wicked come true. What good people desire, they get. Your desires are very important because they are indicators of what you are hoping for in this life. Your desires reveal your wishes. All of us have wishes. In short, what we want out of life for either God, for either our families, for either ourselves, and for either our community. Your desire will move you to action every day in life. They give you a reason to wake up in life. If you have no desire... Oh, it is a slow journey to death because a strong desire is a strong motivated. The more you have a strong good desire, the more inspired you become. Ayn Rand said a desire presupposes the possibility of action to achieve it. Action presupposes a goal that is worth achieving. Once you have a desire, a desire locates you in a spot where you become a possibility thinker. You say, I've got this desire. If it's based on the word of God, I will act in line with the word of God. I will do the things that God wants me to do. And it opens up a possibility that it should be real in our lives. So desires are very important. They steer you to action. But Satan, as Satan, always shows up when good things are happening. Satan always tries to kill or pervert your desires. Even when you have a good desire, he will pervert it. You see, like sex. There's nothing wrong with sex. But if you have a desire for sex, there's nothing wrong. We don't have to cast a demon out of you. Are you there? But it is where you participate. Are you there? It is where you participate. Are you there? In Marriage or out of marriage is where you put the desire is there, but the devil can hijack it. He can use this desire for you to make other people sexual objects. You don't respect them for who they are as long as they satisfy your need. You don't respect them to be in covenant with them. Are you there? You want a one night stand. Still a good desire But how are you using it? You have allowed the devil to hijack it Being rich Is a good desire Being rich (laughs) Make me rich anytime I will love you to bits Being rich is a good thing Being debt free I'm tired of Flying now Pay later I'm tired. You are on a holiday that is not paid for. (laughs) And you call it a holy day. How holy is it? (laughs) Hey, you are flying, man. Hey! You are boxing the foreign currents. You are eating tenderized meat. Somewhere, somehow, in another country. You are there. But you have not paid for being there. You are going to enjoy and come pay back later. Hey, that's why I want to be rich. I want to fly now. Having paid now. When I can't make, there's no nightmare. Are you there? But how do I become rich? By falsifying my CV to get a job I don't deserve by inflating my experience and overexposing people when I deal with technical knowledge to handle things I'm not qualified and experienced to deal with. Imagine if you come into a plane and the pilot has said they have 10 years' experience and they've got 10 months. Oh, when you go into that plane, when you go into that plane, Into your hands, O Lord, we give their spirit. Are you there? So do you see lying is dangerous? You might get a high-paying job, but how did you get it? Did you have to sell your birthright? Sell your integrity? You are in a marriage, but you are a liar. You lied about when you were saved. And maybe you're not even saved. You just came to church and said you had them, "Hallelujah." Now you say, "Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah." And somebody next to you thought to, the, "Hey, oh Lord, thank you, I've received a good thing." Hey, 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 hey. People are in marriages. And they are discovering fakes. <laughs> fake Christianity. Fake spirituality. Fake humility. Fake wealth. You saw this guy at church driving this big car. And it was rented somewhere. <laughs> just to propose you. <laughs> 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 They were hunting you for a month on this rented car. Hey! And you had God when you saw the car. You saw Jesus sitting on the throne when you saw the car. When you are married, they settle the accounting. <laughs> and take pay. Beg the car. And the guy says, oh, Jesus. Oh, I thank you for your wisdom. (laughs) But here you are. You thought you were getting married to a billionaire. (laughs) You are just about to start afresh. (laughs) Though your beginning be small, your latter end It's a journey from the beginning to the end. Shall greatly increase. Satan distorts good desires to be negative in order to bring death or separation from God. Nelson Mandela once said, There is no easy walk to freedom anyway. And many of us will have to pass through the valley of the shadow of death again and again before we reach the mountaintop of desires. What does it mean? You must always protect your desires that the devil does not pervert them. We must develop strong desires for the things of God. In Matthew 7, verse 7 to 8 reads, Ask, it will be given to you. Seek, you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Don't kick the door. Many people come to a closed door. They just kick the door. How rude. If the door is closed and God is not opening for you, maybe you are not ready to receive what is behind there. Matthew 5, 6, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. How hungry are you for the things of God? In John 4, 31 to 34, the scripture read, meanwhile, his disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you did not know, nothing about. Then his disciples said to each other, could someone have brought him food? My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Oh, doing the will of God. We must have appetite for the will of God. We must have appetite that I'm a child of God. I'm saved by the blood of Jesus. It's nothing else but the grace of God. I just need to yield myself to him to make me an instrument of his goodness and his righteousness wherever he points me. You must be... Happy to be in the will of God. Being holy should not be an inconvenience. Oh, I want to be holy. Oh, don't look, don't, don't look. (laughs) Living right must be something that is pleasing to you. It must not be a chore. It must not be a drag. You must not feel restricted to live according to the principles of God. You must love it. You must be happy. When you become honest, you must be happy that it is for the testimony of the kingdom of God. Happy. Happy. Don't feel as if, oh, I'm deprived. Whatever you feed on will become your desire. You see, the things you expose yourself too much to, you will end up desiring. If you like window shopping, and you have no money. Why do you terrorize yourself? (laughs) You go to the shop, you see all the things you like, and they remind you of your poverty. (laughs) Rather expose yourself to positive things. If you believe you are called as a leader, Expose yourself to leaders Who abide by the principles that you have Who have the faith that you have who are, who, are, who are doing things for God At the level you want to reach Look at their principles Look at the things they are establishing For the kingdom of God Consume their material What is the talent you have? Go look at high achievers Who are on the way That you want to follow Go inspire yourself Feed your talent Feed it Feed your gift Look at people Who are anointed by God In their gifting, in their field of calling Feed yourself with them And you will begin to see You will start to think as a winner You will start to think the anointing you start to think the power of possibilities. you start to think that you can do it by the grace of God. And you will start to do it. What are you feeding yourself on? If you're in a marriage and you're struggling, look at people who have healthy families. Look at how they relate. Look at how they talk. Follow them. Feed, feed, feed on health in family. Emotional stability, unity, love. Don't feed on divorce, don't feed on negativity, don't feed on disunity, don't feed on fighting. Don't feed on selfishness, Tit for tat. Feed on things that build relationships. Look at how they pray. Feed your family, then you will have a strong family that you desire. You'll have a healthy family. You'll have a stable family. You'll have a loving family. You'll have a God fearing family. Yeah. But you can't have it if you are feeding it on wrong things. Feeding it on wrong things. And you just think it will happen. Amen. Yeah. Desires have to be planted and cultivated. Once you have a desire that is from God, you must cultivate it. You must take care of it. You must feed it so that you have more cravings. Feed the desire for prayer that you are prayerful. Because prayer works. Prayer's matters. Prayer is about our relationship with God. Oh, you must walk with God. Oh, you must know God for yourself. God must be real to you. Feel it. Feel it. When last did you fast? When last did you fast? Just a discipline. When last did you evangelize and witness and tell somebody about the goodness of God? That God is a saving God. He's a gracious. When last did you tell somebody that Jesus loves them? It is not happening because you are not feeding it. You want to be debt free? But you are feeding yourself with consumerism. Go and analyze the catalog. Online catalogs. Even when they are not advertising, you, are, you, you, you go and poke them. you poke them. You go online. You poke them. What are you feeding? You are feeding this buying thing. Some of you, you think sale is for free. Somebody wants to get rid of stock. That is haunting them. They want to make a way for for new things. They've made their money, so they want to get rid of these things. So you are the dumping. Oh, sale. Who sale. Sale. Who oh, sale? Sale is not free. If we can see S E S A L E in red, and somebody writes seventy-five percent markdown. How how sure are you 75%? Were you there to check the markup? Were you there? They're just playing with your mind. Mario say you want to be debt free. But you are chasing after every red sign. You are feeding. Your, Your credit card will always be haunting you. And I'm not prophesying, I'm just sharing. Continue because you are feeding it. Amen. If you feed on negative things, you crave for them more. We look somebody that says, No, I'm done with McDonald's. If I can just only have chips, (laughs) I'm just going there for the (laughs) chips. Those salty chips. Craving. You know the things that you have been feeding. Hey. If we can go to January and look at the resolutions we made. Hey. Hey. New gym membership in January. Ah. You went for three days. After three days, I can't take this anymore. <laughs> three days. <laughs> and you have paid for the year. Wow. 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 Discipline. Just a simple thing. Discipline. Do it for 21 days, it becomes a habit. Just 21 days non-stop. Just go to the gym 21 days non-stop. You are hooked. Just read the Bible daily, every morning. 21 days, you are hooked. Just pray 21 days, every morning, you are hooked. It's a habit. It's a life-giving habit. It's a changing habit. It's a discipling habit. It's a power-releasing habit. It's a renewing habit. It's a reviving habit. 21 days, non-stop. Controlling your tongue. You never swear again. Just 21 days. Never swear again. No bitterness out of your your mouth anymore. 21 days. Speak love, forgiveness. 21 days. You are hooked. So learn to, to feed the right things. Just for 21 days, your life is altered. James Baldwin once said, be careful what you set your heart upon, for it will surely be yours. Be careful. God always wants to energize you and energize you with desire in order to motivate you to his best. You see, in this world, there's God's best and second best. You choose Psalms 37 verse 4 says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of his heart. Mark eleven twenty-four says, I tell you, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you receive it and you will be yours." John 15 verse 7, it says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you desire and it shall be done for you. So don't kill your power of desire. Get it lined up with God's desire. Don't, don't be hooked on religion, laws, legalism. It will stifle and kill the desire in you. When you desire what God desires, for the same reason he desires, whatever you desire will be unstoppable. Napoleon Hill once said, Weak desire bring weak results. But a small amount, just as a small amount of fire makes a small amount of heat. Some of you when, you, when you have a desire and you pray, it's like heaven is on recession. It's like God's economy is overlaid. God can't balance. There's a deficit in heaven. And by the way, tithe is not a text whatsoever thing you desire if abiding me and my ways abide in you God will give you what you desire our problem is when we see people ask for things from God and God gives them whatever they ask are you there? we stand in jealousy why become jealous? why don't you ask? Why don't you ask? Ask God. His word said he's not a respecter of people. Just ask. Just ask. Don't ask for competition. Because James says, if you ask, you don't receive because you ask a miss. So that you use it on your last. If your motive is wrong, (laughs) you can next gray Don't ask for things to be better than other people. There will always be somebody better than you. Does not matter. Does not matter where you are. There's always somebody who is above you. All of us. If the, ch- if the pastor is the head of the church, is, cannot, the pastor cannot be above Jesus. He may be above you, but he cannot be above Jesus. We may have a multinational company that has millions and making millions in the country, but it is not above the constitution of the country. Everybody has something above them. You can't be better than anybody else. You can only be better than yourself. Yeah. Now for homework. What you can do at home. Psalms 21 verse 2. Testimony of David. God, you have given him his heart's desire and have not withheld the requests of his lips. What is your heart's desire? When you're at home, clarify your desires. Check them. Are they in line with the word of God? Proverbs says, the desires of the righteous only ends in good. A righteous person cannot desire evil. You can't desire somebody's wife. And say, God, you will give me the desire of my heart. That's adultery. In the Old Testament, they stoned you now. Are you there? There's things you must not desire. There are things you must not desire if you are righteous. So clarify your desire. You know, there's many desires that come. They must be clarified. They must be filtered through the word. Will the Holy Spirit approve this? Will Jesus approve it? Will the Father be pleased with me and say, behold, this is my beloved daughter in whom I'm well pleased. Will God be saying that about you? Clarify the desire. Clarify it. Is it biblical? Because we desire many things. All of us desire to to have aeroplanes, to have 4x4s, but we're going to finish the ozone layer. (laughs) If everybody has an aeroplane, if everybody has a 4x4, the oxygen is finished. Do you know what we are asking for? And where are we going to park our aeroplanes, all of us? If six billion people are here on the planet, everybody has a... Where's the parking space? Who's going to be working for who to put petrol for, for the aeroplane? Do they call it petrol? What do they call it? You can see I don't have it. What do they call it? Jet fuel, yeah. Hey, man, hey, keep it as oh a Thank you. Jet fuel. If I have an aeroplane, why should I work for you to put jet fuel? Why should I work for you? You must put jet fuel. Imagine I get out of a beautiful jet stream, and here am I, I'm under it, I'm putting jet fuel. <laughs> It already takes my status. I'm no longer a celebrity. Sometimes we desire things we don't know the amount of damage we are going to cause. We must take care of the environment. Some of us, we are so loaded but we are wasteful. But I go, go Google it or go make research. The food we are wasting could end the world hunger. That's the food wasted. Such a sin. Such a sin. The amount of food wasted could just end poverty now. Go and look at how much food lands in the lens fields when there's so much hunger, so much malnutrition. Yeah, and we call it success. We call it success. Go and check the waste of cell phones. That is, is we we have to find a way of disposing cell phones because every two years. We're changing cell phones. S-what-what, S-10, S-9, S-Z-6, Z-what-what, Z-4. There's nothing wrong with what you have. You're already on Z. What are you going to do with that one? Where are you going to throw it? There's nothing wrong with it. Make sure that your desire line up with God. Write them down. Believe that God is helping you to fulfill them. This is no DIY stuff. Except the Lord build your house, you are laboring in vain. This is not a self-help scheme. You are too much of a sinner to redeem yourself. You are too much of a... Addict a person to to rehabilitate yourself you need the fire and the power of the holy spirit you need the purifying effect of the word to 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 cleanse and renew your mind it's not a diy thing and you need to act on the things that god wants you to act on obedience is better than sacrifice Eric Hoffa says, it sometimes seems that the intense desire not only creates its own opportunities, but its own talents. It is amazing how many opportunities you will see if you follow a specific desire. Just a desire. It's amazing when God drops an idea in your spirit and you see a market where you can open a business, how many people can be benefiting through your idea, but if you didn't have that desire, you would not do it. It's amazing when God drops something in a man. He calls and He gives him a vision, how a church can become a denomination, and can affect many people. But it all went with just a desire to serve the Lord. You are sitting here. It was just a desire. Just a desire. Just a desire. Just a desire. And that desire makes you to become aware of how gifted you are. How equipped God has made you to, to be for his work as you chase his desire. You begin to see leadership ability. You begin to see entrepreneur skills. You begin to see your compassionate skills. That you love the poor. You love the disadvantaged. You love the broken hearted. And God has given you grace to minister to them. why we are saying to you, as we remind ourselves on this Sunday, that is Pentecost Sunday, you must also desire the things of God more than any other thing, especially to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But the purpose, as Chuck Smith would say, of the Holy Spirit coming upon our life, it is not that we might get more Holy Spirit, but that the Holy Spirit might get more of you. Acts chapter 2, I'm about to land. Verse 1 to verse 4. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were together in one place. And suddenly, there was a sound like a blowing violent wind. It came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seems to be tongues as of fire. And that separated and came on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Ephesians 5, verse 18 and 20, don't be drunk with wine, because it will ruin your life. Hypertension. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns, spiritual songs amongst yourself, making melody or music to the Lord in your hearts, and give thanks for everything to God the Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It means we must have a strong desire for the continuous presence of the Holy Spirit. Oh, the Holy Spirit, when he's coming upon your life, he's a life-giving spirit. He's a transforming spirit. He's an equipping spirit. He's a reviving spirit. He's a renewing spirit. And he's a convicting spirit. William Barclay says, the simple fact is that the world is too busy to give the Holy Spirit a chance to enter in. When we say we want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, who is the spirit that we believers should desire strongly to be filled with? In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, the Bible tells us who he is. Sometimes we come in circles where the Holy Spirit is just like a force, energy, power, influence. And even a ghost. But who is the Holy Spirit? Second Corinthians 3.17 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. The Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit is Lord. He is not an influence. He is God. He's not a force. He is the third person of the triune God. He's one and he's equal with the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit. A.W. Tozer says, I don't want the world to define God for me. I want the Holy Spirit to reveal God to me. If the Holy Spirit is God, he's sovereign. He under he's under nobody's control. He can't be manipulated. Many things are done in the name of the Holy Spirit, that is manipulation. But the Holy Spirit, if He's God is sovereign, He's complete in Himself. He's not submitted to anybody else who's a human being. He's the Creator. Whatever we see, He has been created by Him. He's the Holy One. There's nobody who's holier than Him. He's Almighty. All things are possible with Him. He's the all-knowing God. He knows your problems. He knows your struggles. He knows your enemies. He knows your pain. He knows your desires. He knows your lack. He's an all-knowing God. He's omnipresence. You don't only find him on church when we sing songs of worship and praise. He dwells in the inside of you. In Him we live and move and have our being. Where can I run away from the presence of God? I go to hell, the Spirit of God is there. I go to heaven, the Spirit of God is there. I go under the sea, the Spirit of God. Where can I hide from the presence of the Holy Spirit? Oh, that is why He said, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you. If the Holy Spirit is God... Oh, he's just. He's a just God. He's not a respecter of people. When people treat you unfairly, God will not treat you unfairly. He sees your injustice and God will revenge for you. Oh, the Holy Spirit is love. He's love. Who can separate us from the love of God? The Holy Spirit is master. He's in control. That is why Charles Swindle says, because the Holy Spirit is God, we feel him as he controls our circumstances. We feel him as he transforms our life. He when he does that, he uses us. He melts us in relationship. He molds us in pursuit and the direction of his will and he fills us with his power and the perseverance to keep at it. We are still holding on. We are still keeping the faith because of the Holy Spirit. Because he is God, the Holy Spirit must be worshipped. Because he is God, he must be respected and revered. He must be feared. Because he is God, he has not come to serve us. We must serve him. Because he is God, we must be submitted to him. When he say no, we take his no. When we say yes, it is our yes. Because he is God, the Holy Spirit must be obeyed. When you say you are filled with the Holy Spirit and you have received him as God. Because sometimes we say we are filled with the Holy Spirit but we have not received him as God. He's still under our control. He does what we want him to do. We are on the throne. We are in the control tower. We are the master. We tell him what to do. We have forgotten that He is the Spirit of God. His God is Lord. He can't take instructions from us. When you have received Him as God, you will pray in the Spirit, rich and effective prayers. When you have received the Holy Spirit, you will preach the gospel fearlessly. Oh, many people claim to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But they are not evangelists for the kingdom of God. They are silent when sinners can be helped by God. Oh, you, you, your life has been transformed. Your life has been through, for, forgiven. Your life has received a vision from God. You have changed direction. You have repented. You are living a better life. But people are missing the opportunity of knowing what God has learned in your life. Because you can't preach boldly. You can't preach boldly. People do what they like at the airport for their religion. They put a sign there. Prayer for this religion. Airport. Airport. It's there. All the airports of the world have a prayer for certain religions. They've made space, they've made a budget for them because those people have declared their faith. We 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 serve we are secret agents. We, we we are in secret. We can tell them that Jesus is Lord. We can tell them that there is a Savior, there is a Redeemer, who lives, who changes, who forgives, who loves. They don't have to be in the mess they are in, when Jesus died on the cross in their place. But what has happened to the ambassadors? Ambassadors of Christ are behaving like refugees. They are powerless. When you're an ambassador, you carry the authority of the kingdom and the country that has given you credential and appointed you as an ambassador. But you are here on earth as an ambassador of Christ, but you are behaving like a refugee. You have no authority. You have no papers. You have no identity. You are seeking for asylum. Get out of the closet. And say something for Christ. Yes. Be a witness for Jesus. Yes. When the Spirit of God is upon you, you flow in the gifts of the Spirit to build others. Today the gifts are used for people to enhance their CV. Come for my healing ministry. There's nobody who has a healing ministry. The healing ministry becomes, Jesus' ministry. He's the healer. He's the balm of Gilead. Nobody on earth has a healing ministry They did not die on the cross They did not take our by, by their stripes we are not healed We are healed by the stripes of Jesus We want to franchise the anointing To think healed The Bible says these signs shall follow Them that believe Them that be. you can't franchise it You can't make it elitist As long as you know the power that is in the name of Jesus, you can lay hands on the sick, they will recover. How they recover is none of your business. Obey the word. You become a channel of God's power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon your life, you develop fruit for a desirable character. become patient, you become loving, you become kind. Why are we so rude, yet we are spirit-filled? There's no sense of kindness and tenderness. Jesus says, be wise as as a serpent, but gentle, gentle as a dove. Where's our gentleness? Where's our tenderness? When I'm under the anointing, I must be rude. Pull people around. Push them. And say it's the anointing. Oh, that's not fruit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, kindness, gentleness. Why the arrogance when the fruit of the Spirit is humility? You become a vessel and a channel of God's power. Power is not for you. You are a conduit. It comes to pass. Don't block it. Oh, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you have a deep sense of vision and purpose for the work of the kingdom of God. You become a problem solver. You don't run away from problems. Not by might. It's not by power. But by my spirits, that these mountains will be destroyed. You thrive in freedom as God's child and you are enslaved to no one. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. Oh, religion has become a yoke. Yoke. You, you, you tithe because you are afraid of curses. Hey, that's a yoke. God loves and blesses a cheerful giver. Hey, don't come and give under a yoke. You will be cursed with a curse. Ooh. <sighs> And trepidation God is not bankrupt God is not after your money When you give your money You give it to the church For the church to do the work of God Even the hundredfold that people are counting When you give a hundred rand, You're not going to get a thousand (laughs) God will bless you in other ways He will give you peace He will give you joy He will open doors for you This is not law talk This is not a pyramid scheme. When you're full of the Holy Spirit, at close, Jesus, the Holy Spirit makes you to understand His word, His truth. He illuminates your mind. Jack Hayford says, "Jesus gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit." Yet when the Holy Spirit comes, he's loaded with packages. He desires to release much more in us and through us than we could ever imagine. These gifts are given for delivery, not for accumulation. We receive them to pass them to others. Father, we thank you for your word. For you as a good God. You are worthy to be praised and ever to be exalted. We thank you that help us that we may have good desires. Desires that are based on your word. Desires that help us to fulfill your mission, oh God, in this world. Help us to be your ambassadors, oh God. Help us to be witnesses for the kingdom of God. Help us that whatever resource you pass it our way, help us to bring change, renewal, transformation in this world, we pray. We pray. We pray, Lord. As we have our eyes closed, every head bowed, maybe you are coming here for the first time. You have never prayed with your mouth to receive and invite Jesus in your life. But today you have this desire. You have this desire to give your life to God, to live for Him and to give your life to Him. You understand you are a sinner, but He's here. To forgive, we just want to pray for you. To wash you, to cleanse you. If you want me to pray with you, you say, Pastor, pray for me. Could you kindly raise your hand wherever you are seated? Let me see that hand and I'll pray for you. Anybody in this place, you want to give your life to God? Just show me by raising your hand and I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you. You have this desire. And say, Pastor, I want to give my life to God. I don't want to leave this place just as I am. Oh God bless you, my brother. That keep that hand up. God bless you again, my brother here. Anybody else? I see hands are going up. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, my sister. God bless you, my sister. Anybody else? Oh, lots of hands are going up. God bless you. Anybody else? Anybody else? God bless you here in the front. You semphundi, nika lang kuligeli. Namikiya face, aro tngani galangeni pilu. Amnyamugeli uchese, sunjenga inkosizo msi ndiswa. Nika sakho. Ustrina uzopagamisiile. Unga God bless you, my sister here in the middle. Anybody else, I'd like to pray for you. God bless you, my brother. Anybody else? You say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to God. It does not matter who you are, where you come from. God is a loving God. He's a gracious God. It does not matter where you are seated, even in the foyer. If you want us to pray for you, we can pray for you. Just show us by raising your hand, and I'll pray for you. God bless you, Mama. I want to give my life to you. God bless you at the back there. I want to take time. I want to pray for you. I want you to receive Jesus in your life. Don't be ashamed. We just want to pray for you. God bless you here. God bless you. God bless you. Anybody else? I, want, I don't want to close anybody out. God bless you here in the middle. God bless you. Anybody else? I'd like to pray for you. I'm going to ask all the people who have raised their hands, could you kindly stand? I don't see you properly. Just stand where you are. Just stand where you are. Just stand. Take your Bibles, your belongings. Meet me here in the front and I'm going to pray for you. Just come all the way.